I'm a bad bitch and I got bad anxiety. People call me rude cause I ain't letting them try me. Saying I'm a hoe cause I'm in love with my body. Issues but nobody I can talk to about it. They keep saying I should get help. Welcome back to another episode of the Jones Chronicles. I'm your host Christina. We're going to discuss a variety of topics that I have uh, accumulated for us based on things that have popped out to me as interesting in the last week or so. It's officially December. The snow decided to come along with the change of holiday season. And it wasn't that bad, even though every child reacted as if it truly was. I hate it here! I want to go home! Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. I have a friend, I'm not going to say their name, that feels the need to tell me every year, at the beginning of December, every year, I'm not doing Christmas. I'm not doing, we don't do Christmas around here. We do trips planned at the time in which I get some tax money. But every year, they always buy something, a token or two, maybe three, or what else they can get free. To supplement Christmas presents. So what's the point of telling me that you don't do Christmas? That is your way of saying, I don't want to spend any money on Christmas because I don't want the stress of it, but you do it to yourself anyway. I mean, if you're not going to do Christmas, that's fine. I don't care one way or the other. I tell my daughter all the time. There's no, she's 14. Ain't no delusions. What you want? I'll see if I can get it for you. You better have a list of a few things that are backups because you're going to get something that you want. It may not be number one. <laughs> I'll make my efforts. And then if I can't, guess what? There's another month called January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, and November that comes before this one month in which you think that you are somehow automatically guaranteed some shit because everyone else is. You got to choose if you're going to live into that or not. I personally don't mind Christmas. I like the festivities. I would say Halloween is my favorite holiday, but Christmas, I love the music. I love the the lights and stuff like that. We got our little four foot Christmas tree for 30 bucks at Walmart and it's a wrap. I said, hey, we'll wait until they go 75% off and then we'll get a big one for the next apartment (laughs) because that was my Christmas tree for like years. I got a $100 Christmas tree for 20 bucks, So I'm looking for that deal once again in life. If I can be, if I could be motivated to go to Walmart after Christmas, that's going to be the stinger right there. Because I do a lot of my shopping on Amazon, but Amazon been fucking up lately, man. I'm having to take a lot of shit back. <laughs> I don't know if I could completely blame it on Amazon, considering... You know, it's very important that you actually know, well, when you, when you size yourself, you know, it's different depending on the, the type of material that you're going to get. How cheaply is it made? How cheaply is it not made? If it's under 20 bucks, don't be expecting those sizes to match. Moving out of my personal sphere, I am I the last person to know that Joshua Jackson and Jody Turner Smith are getting divorced? Aww. It wasn't like they were together for a year. 
either they were together or they were married for four years. So they had to be get together for five, six. But then I realized that they have an eight year age gap difference between them, which I didn't reconcile because Joshua Jackson looks young as hell. Those are the best. <laughs> the men that turn 50 that still look like they're 35. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I want that. Forgive the sound of the hard rain in the background. It just started doing that here in Ohio and I'll take rain over snow any day. So I'm not complaining. But I was sad to see any interracial couple go down. But with the age gap is where I was going with that. I know what it's like to have that age gap when you're still young and still trying to figure out who you are and, and do more and then you're married to someone who's already like, no, I'm just trying to do some bingo. And <laughs> I'm in bed by nine. <laughs> then you, you get the, 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 the difference though. There, there is a difference, especially when you're hitting around that decade mark of things that you are relating to this other person. It's just, it's a natural irreconcilable differences even though i heard joshua jackson uh got the got the news out of left field sucks because he's cute and i'll take you i don't want you to bandwagon me but if you're in town you know it's been a couple of months since your divorce <laughs> and you're looking to swirl once again there is a serial killer in LA that has been recently caught. He's been killing homeless people. Three victims thus far. Someone else said, um, serial killer. I don't think that's the definition of serial killer. And I was like, hold on, hold my drink. I just want to ask Piers, maybe grab a pencil. Take some notes. I'm about to drop knowledge. So a serial killer is typically a person who murders three or more persons with the murders taking place over more than a month and including a significant period of time between them. So a lot of people will hear three people and not think serial killer, but that's exactly the correct terminology for them. Not to mention our cast of serial killers in the U.S. that are put out there as the most pro prolific actually aren't true because they don't put the actual prolific serial killers out there because you would be horrified. What Ted Bunny did, what Jeffrey Dahmer did were polarizing cases, but they are certainly not the only ones and not the only ones with uh, such depravity at a high victim rate. And it's crazy how we continue to put those monikers in front of those people. Same thing with John Wayne Gacy. But even John Wayne Gacy isn't brought up as much as the other two. And he, I still believe, has more bodies than, than the other two. Ted Bunny was crazy. And the thing about the 70s serial killer phase, and there's a reason why I'm talking about this, is it came on the cusp of the 60s. And if you went through the 60s, you know, there was a war which came on the cusp. There was the 50s. We like to say there's World War II, the 30s, the 40s. 
the trauma of that generation, then they're raising children, that traumatic, uh, that, well, oh, geez, I can't think of the word, generational trauma, thank you, uh, is passed on to the next generation. Then they go through the 60s. Uh, and then those kids have kids. And you can see how the psychological mind breaks as these situations I think anyway, have a lasting effect on the rise of how many serial killers are out there. Like we've always put out there in not we, but you know what I mean? Um, many media outlets have put out there that yeah, serial killers are, are out there, but there's none quite like the 70s serial killers. And there was this podcast I was listening to that was wondering now that there has been yet another worldwide altering event. Sure, it's not a war, but eh, we do have one going, which we sometimes forget is happening. And it's not wrapping up anytime soon. They are they are doubling down on their commitment in Russia to take Ukraine and America, depending on which president gets in. Uh, is fully supporting Ukraine and not backing off of supporting them. So that means we ourselves are effectively engaged in a war. And if the pandemic and, and that, and then you have the absentee parenting, the, the, when I see look at the school system right now, I'm like, yeah, we're making people that are not going to be productive to society and worse because they were talking about, well, what are the psychological effects of being indoors for those two years for a lot of those children that school is their only outlet in which to escape bad home situations? Just a lot of ingredients in the pot that says maybe in the next couple of years, we might see an increase in serial killing because or, or start to get some more bigger names due to society going through another one of its uh phases and then you had the black lives matter movement like i said go back to the 60s and compare them to the 2020 2021s i said this is gonna be a bad decade <laughs> i said that i've been saying it for years it's not gonna it's it's a transitional decade and i think the more you accept that the better you'll be able to navigate it but to not talk about it and pretend it's not happening I think that's going to be where some people are going to be surprised that there are continuing fallouts from that, from that situation. Moving on from today's news, let's talk about Galileo. I brought this up in another podcast, but I feel I need to emphasize it once again here because it's really fucked up. A lot of people that were correct like Galileo regarding the moon, the stars, anyone who questioned that still boggles my mind. If you were a scientist back in the day and you said something that wasn't in the Bible, you were executed. <laughs> that was, that was heresy punishable by death. So Galileo uh, was someone who was going to be punished by death, but he was able to so articulately defend his own ideas so that they didn't 
necessarily contradict the Bible that he was let go and put on house arrest for the rest of his life. But then he went blind because he was staring through a telescope to look at the sun to, to study the stars and all the patterns and stuff. And the church said that's divine justice from God. You get no bitches! Put your faith in the light. What's even crazier? The flat earthers? <laughs> even the church in all of its uh, ridiculousness got that one right. And Lord knows they really weren't down with the science and they still said, yeah, no, that doesn't make sense. It has to be. <laughs> so if they can come to that conclusion and they were at the worst when it came to accepting, now they're, they're getting better. And I tried to explain that to my aunt and my mother over a very misguided conversation during Thanksgiving. <laughs> It didn't go bad. I was just more like, I don't even know why I'm trying to get my point across because it's not going to happen. Um, What was my point here? Because I think I lost it. Well, trying to talk to them about this stuff like, oh, yeah, about the, the New Testament, how like, the church is like, fuck it. New Testament, that doesn't work for us anymore. We cannot continue to <laughs> ignore Darwinism. <laughs> Never mind, I didn't even get to explain the difference between what a theory and a scientific theory means. Because they think it's the same. It's not. The Statue of Liberty was initially a gift from France to commemorate the emancipation of slavery. But no one wanted it. So they changed its symbolism. They're like, I don't want to pay for this shit. I don't want to transport it, transport it. I don't want none of these fees. I love that there it, it was a whole big deal just to get this statue over here that America just didn't want it. They're like, for slavery? Fuck that. But then the minute they changed it for American independence, then there was a committee that decided to to raise enough money to get it over to where it needed to be at Elvis Island. And I love how they jumped on afterwards of, oh, it's a, it's a symbol of freedom, but it actually isn't a symbol of your freedom. Uh, <laughs> Cause France by that time, you know, that was the whole point why France got involved with the war to begin. Like they, they had a lot more of a connective government Particularly when it came to slavery, they, they were already jumping off that ship, even though they were still heavily involved. Um, up until a point, and they still had their colonies. And they still made money from those colonies. When it came to the institutionalized slavery, they had already thought that America did the right thing by, by coming into their way of thinking and the rest of Europe at that point. Crazy ass stories. Here's one for you. In autumn of 1944, the town of Mattoon, Illinois, went into a full-fledged panic mode. On September 1st, a woman and her three-year-old daughter took ill after smelling a sweet odor in their home. The mother became paralyzed, but while she soon regained her mobility, her husband later spotted a mysterious prowler 
outside the house. Their story appeared in the Daily Journal Gazette, a local newspaper, which implied their uh, applied more attacks would follow. Sure enough, shortly after the report, three people came forward with similar accounts. According to one couple, they'd woken up on August 31st after detecting a sickly smell. The husband started throwing up and while the wife couldn't move her legs, they both were able to get themselves out of the house. A few hours later in a separate home, a mother couldn't help her sick child because she literally couldn't get out of bed. The newspapers declared these attacks were the work of a mad gasser. And for the next two weeks, multiple people claimed they were victims of the quote, phantom anesthesiast. On September 5th, a woman found a wet cloth outside her home. When she picked it up, she passed out. Why would you pick up a wet cloth outside of your home and put it to your nose? <laughs> you are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. I wouldn't even have told anybody that. The next day, eight different people said their homes had been gassed. Things got so crazy, the FBI began investigating. But on September 13th, over 20 victims later, the attacks just stopped. So what happened? These people live next to a plant that would release toxic chemicals. Some people probably got sick from these these chemicals being released to the plant. Then mass hysteria set in, set in, so other people may have manifested symptoms. And then eventually it stopped. Once the FBI started investigating, because most likely the plant got wind of it. <laughs> um, and the FBI never found any one person running around gassing people. Just never, that was not the conclusion to the story. But it just shows how mass hysteria can take over when you don't have the answers to the questions that you need. Hence why science was invented in the first place. So that we have answers to those things that don't make people start to start to go down the same rabbit hole. When you hear about the dancing plagues, that's exactly what it is. Some people think it was really some type of fungus in the bread, but most people believe it just was hysteria. It's a lot of shit going on. The Black Death, people are dying all over the place. It's hard and, and, and just doing something that means nothing. We've never, I don't think in this century, I want to say, or at least in this decade that I've been alive, I don't know. I've not seen mass hysteria. But when you go on social media, you can definitely find it. <laughs> in September 1726, an English woman named Mary Toft gave birth to something that looked like cat intestines. Disgusting. When local obstetrician John Howard arrived at her home, he helped Toff deliver several cat legs and nine dead baby rabbits. Oh, no. I know. Understandably baffled, Howard wrote to a medical expert in London. Soon, word of the miraculous births made their way to King George I himself, 
is it considered births if they're dead? Because that wouldn't be a birth. That would be a, <laughs> what's the right word for it? Uh, stillbirth. And even then, if they, okay. Curious, the king sent Nathaniel St. Andrew, his personal surgeon anatomist, to investigate. And on the day he showed up, Mary Toff gave birth to rabbit number 15. Never mind, they're all dead. Shockingly, both St. Andrew or St. Andre and John Howard really thought Toff was delivering rabbits because that's exactly what comes out of a woman's vagina. They believed she'd been startled by a rabbit while pregnant and that's why she was giving birth to baby bunnies. The world of science once again proves that it exists for a reason. This insane theory was called maternal impression and that it was in theory means that doctors believed it or as we call it today, wrong. <laughs> but not everyone bought into it. Thank goodness. It was determined the rabbit's lungs couldn't have developed inside of Toff's womb. Plus one physician found droppings inside a dead bunny that contained hay and straw. Crazier still after Toff delivered half a rabbit Someone noticed the animal had been cut in two with a knife. Still, Saint, do you still call him Saint? Saint Andre was convinced Toff was a baby bunny mama and he brought her to London for closer examination. Upon her arrival, this is the king's doctor, mind you. The, the highest office in the land. This is the man who attends to his complaints. Upon, upon her arrival, Toff became the talk of the town. People flocked to see the legendary mother and her story was covered in major newspapers. But once she was in London, Toff stopped giving birth. As if that weren't suspicious enough, a servant was caught sneaking a rabbit into her room. And I don't think it was cooked in the variety in which she was planning to consume. After one doctor threatened to perform surgery on her, Toff confessed it was all a hoax. No shit. Hoping to earn money in a freak show and scam a few prominent doctors on the side, Toff had been shoving the rabbits inside her vagina and then pushing them out. I am disgusted. And I want to say this level of idiocy for fame, fortune has passed us, but it has not. Go on TikTok. You're going to find someone doing something stupid. Going into places to start gang fights. Just huh, the need to be noticed and recognized. I'm so glad I'm not burdened by that. <laughs> particular, particular um, human, human trial, I suppose. All dinosaurs didn't exist at the same time did you know this i i found this to be mind-blowing because the way they teach us in school is trash we already know this but it's re-emphasized that the stegosaurus and the t-rex weren't wandering the planet together nope 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 oh, no, no. <laughs> so all those jurassic park movies have played us to the side which is why we should never look to non or fiction for any uh, any history lesson, any lesson at all, really, unless it's a moral one. But 
that's pretty awesome to to know that no everything wasn't just some big ooh they all came it it, it goes back to the theory of evolution and how things are to be uh carl sagan made a cosmic calendar and i think everyone should go check it out i probably said calendar really wrong because i i hate that word when i say it when i look at it the first time it just always throws me off mickey mouse was supposed to be named mortimer serious since we're on the topic of disney bonus fact here little mermaid the author of the book the original book not the shit disney stole from everyone else and then tries to copyright that shit like they didn't infringe upon someone else's copyrights was bisexual he's a bisexual man and the little mermaid had to get the prince to marry her in the original book uh or turn, be turned into foam. That was what the fairy godmother said. Look, you better catch your mans or you will no longer exist. <laughs> and at the end of the book, when the prince doesn't choose to marry her and marry someone else, her sisters, um, they showed up with a knife ready to end his life. But she decided to die instead of kill the man that she loved, even though he rejected her. His name was Hans Christian Andersen. He's the original author of The Little Mermaid. And that story definitely doesn't have quite the Disney princess ending. I tried so hard and got so far. But in the end, it doesn't even matter. This one most of you probably already know about John Wayne Gacy, not John Wayne Gacy, John Wayne, (laughs) that someone had his first middle and not last name and would turn out to be a serial killer. Is it too far off? Because the real man was a bigot, sexist, and definitely deserved, which is the best part about this story when I came across it. Uh, was the fact that film students actually walk out when they're trying to premiere his movies in film school. They're like, fuck no, that guy was the worst. He actually, he actually put money behind a Confederate president. (laughs) Like he was, he was really fucking bad. Oh, we don't talk about it enough. And last little bit of fact to leave you with um because it's funny i didn't know this rob lowe made a sex tape with two women who subsequently robbed him when he went into the shower gotcha bitch give me your fucking money this tickled the hell out of me he found out one of the women were unfortunately because they didn't ask for id back then was 16 But the part of the story that tickles because nowadays girls would be, and this is when he was famous. It wasn't like he was unknown and he didn't need to pick up call girls or I don't, I don't think they were call girls, but they were definitely more cutthroat back then in the eighties. <laughs> They're like, we're going to take your shit. We ain't trying 
at all to have your baby and pretend to love you and get the prenup in the five years of marriage so that we can get we ain't playing the long game we playing the motherfucking short game and that is gonna wrap us up for this week don't worry we'll have more exciting random stories facts life lessons for you next week including exploding dogs in world war ii Uh, King Juba II, which is someone we've not heard about, who married someone we have heard about quite a bit. Uh, Cleopatra's daughter, Celine. Well, we recognize the name Cleopatra, I should say. And why can we taste garlic in our feet? All next week, if you have any thoughts, ideas, or want to share your own facts commentary blackercouch at gmail.com you can leave a comment below my social media will be there as well like share subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic